That's crazy. Crazy. We're still going after this many episodes. <laughs> Pretty sure that's how the song goes. I think I started recording halfway through crazy. So <laughs> nobody knows what I we were like, singing. What? <laughs> what are they doing now? Hello, children. The Orion and Doug podcast is brought to you in part by MosherMultimedia.com. KMH Music in Presque Isle, Maine. The Ridge Runner in Westfield, Maine. And my cousin, Larry. Now we are so happy, we do the dance of joy. <laughs> I don't think it's nice you laughing. See, my mule don't like people laughing. It's the crazy idea you're laughing at him. Now, if you apologize like I know you're going to, I might convince him that you really didn't mean it. Welcome to the O'Brien and Doug Podcast. I'm O'Brien. I'm Doug. Hey. Hello. What's happening? Not much. You like all my pedals? I'm about to say, it looks like a uh, pedal board exploded. Uh, uh, several pedal boards exploded. Yes. <laughs> yes, I tore it apart again, and, and I'm trying to find... I'm chasing tone, Doug. Like Chas- the book. Like the book you got me. Yeah. I'm a tone chaser. I'm, yeah. I'm just trying to get it so that it, I can get what I want easily and quickly... And well, like the Rolling Stones said, you can't always get what you want. This is true. So, because if that were true, I would have probably two or three more pedal boards. We'd have we'd have several. Yeah, you'd uh, have a you'd have a pedal board for every guitar. Yeah. Hey, that's a neat goal, <laughs> right? Right. Oh, speaking of guitars, I know you know this, but I should make this announcement. I did finally. Uh, bite the bullet, and I'm, I got a new yeah, guitar. Pulled the trigger on a new guitar. I got a new guitar coming. Yeah. Um, and it was a pain. I didn't realize it was going to be such a hard process. And and Chris Morton at KMH Music is just, I'm sure he's just sick to death of me. Because I would send him links, like, late at night. <laughs> like, yeah, that's what he wants. Yeah. So it's like, uh, can you get this one? Uh, oh, never mind. No, no, no. Okay, yeah, how about this one? And he'd be like, honestly, dude, I can, I can get those. Yep. Yeah. You know, just take your time. He was like he was like one button away from blocking you. That's what it was. <laughs> then I would send him a question. <laughs> yeah. So is uh, you know if Regal is a good uh, uh, brand of Dobro? Because <laughs> 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 I'm like I don't know. Do I want to do, uh, do I want a Dobro? I don't know. Maybe I want to. I want to resonate. I don't know. I, don't know. I have a didgeridoo. Why don't you have a Dobro? <laughs> it's Dobro and didgeridoo. <laughs> That's the name of the episode. That's the name of the episode. <laughs> Dobro and Didgeridoo. Dobro and Didgeridoo. <laughs> so, no, I was going to get a Les Paul. Right. Because I didn't have a Les Paul. It's true. And You've never had a Les Paul. I've never had a Les Paul. I've always wanted one just to say that I have one because sure. I had a Strat and I have a Tele. Uh, I have a EVH Wolfgang just because it's EVH. Because it's yeah. And I play that every once in a while. I've never played it out. That That's Wolf- true. You never have. I never played with yeah. a Wolfgang out. Yep. Not saying I won't. But, um, and I have this, uh, this kind of off-brand Strat, which works fine. Yeah. I like the colors. Very, so, very 60s. Yeah. So I, I had sold my other Strat, um, because it was, 
there was nothing wrong with it. I just wanted something else. Sure. So I sold that. And I said, I'm going to get a new guitar. And wouldn't you know, I got another Strat. Because I'm just, I'm a Fender guy, yeah, I think. Why not, man? So whatever, you know, whatever makes you comfortable, right? So, yeah. I'm, uh, and I'm a bluesy player. So I got, I got me a Strat coming. So I'm pretty pumped about it. Nice. So that's, I was watching the uh, Man With No Name trilogy over the weekend. The uh, uh, Killing Eastwood Westerns. Oh, yeah, yeah. Know, okay. Uh, fistful of dollars, a few dollars more, and good, bad, and ugly. Right. Uh, the guy that did the music for all those, yeah, he used a Strat to get all the guitar parts. Is it Ry Cooter? Who was it? Do you uh, know? No, it's some Italian guy. So how do you know it was a Strat? Because that's what they said it was. Oh, oh, like in the in in between in the, the, in the soundtrack. Yeah. Well, I was wa- I was watching it with commentary. Right. Oh, cool. Okay. So you know, he was like, "Oh yeah, he's you know, it was the first time a electric guitar was used in a movie soundtrack." I was like, "Oh, interesting." He was like, "He was like, it's a rock and roll soundtrack." I'm like, eh, "That's a little heavy handed." <laughs> But you know, it was a strat. He was he was very emphatic in in, in stressing that it, a Stratocaster was used. Interesting. In, in the in those all three all three movies, the soundtrack they, there's a Stratocaster. Well, I'm curious now, just because uh, his name is Ennio. Oh, Ennio Mor- Ennio Morricone. Yeah, Ennio Ennio Mor- Morricone. Oh, yeah. Well, Metallica did uh, Ecstasy well, of Gold. Well, they did Ecstasy of Gold for yeah, 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 yeah. 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 So uh, I didn't realize that uh, that was a, a that's strat. a strat. Yeah, that's pretty I cool. I found that out over the weekend. That's, that's pretty I thought that was cool. cool. Pretty cool. Uh, so what is this going on? So we well, got, it's the high holidays for the biggest religion in Northern Maine. College or high school, high school bas- basketball? High school basketball, yes. And it's you're everybody's not- made the pilgrimage to the big temples, yes, to offer their sacrifices and offerings. You're not kidding to the false god MPA. You're not a chance kidding. to win the golden calf. Per- I mean ball. Perfect example. Last Friday, uh, the the boys varsity was supposed to play uh, that night. And uh, it was a snow day. Yeah. So the policy is, if there's a snow day, You're not supposed to be any all after school activities and whatever, right, are canceled. Well, they can't because it's turn it's in Bangor right. and it's like the main principles. Well, they, they, well, school wasn't canceled in Bangor. True. So yeah. So probably, that's probably the the loophole. So check this out. So so we had to drive in like just blustery, crappy conditions. Yeah. Uh, in a snowstorm. To get to the tournament, and so to, tomorrow they were recording this on Tuesday. So they made they won the game on Friday, and so they advanced. So they're playing tomorrow right. down in Bangor. Um, but Southern Maine it's supposed to get like three inches, so they've moved our game back. Oh, is that why they did that? Yeah, it's like they, noon time now, and right? they canceled uh, they canceled games on Thursday last. Uh, Cancel games on last Thursday down state or something like that because they were getting snow. Uh, but they can't, they made us drive all the way down. Yeah, in the snowstorm. Go figure. Yeah, that's because it's the other main. Right. <laughs> they if don't the, care about if, this main. If there's any ever ever any evidence needed, I mean that's a perfect example. Right oh yeah, there. of course yep. it is. Bro. There's always been two mains, and there always will be. Always will be two. Well, you know, Bangor is considered northern Maine. Did you know that? Yeah, I've always they've always said it's like Bangor's in North Maine. I'm like, nah, it's more central, dude. Well, you know they they changed. I don't remember how many years ago. I mean, as far as cities concerned, it's not it's a city, but it's nothing like it's not like Portland. Right, right. You know, it's, I don't know how many how many years ago it was, but they changed. Used to be Eastern Maine basketball. Yeah. It's not anymore. I don't know if you yeah, know. Yeah, what's that. it now? It's Northern Maine something. Nor- oh, the Northern Maine tournament. Oh, okay. Uh, which includes 
Bangor and all these southern towns down on the... Yeah. <laughs> now you're northern Maine, too. Right, exactly. You guys suck, too. It <laughs> makes no sense to me whatsoever, yeah, but no. whatever. I don't know. Just, uh, just, it's just, I don't know. It's so silly. It is silly. <laughs> it really, it's just so, man. I mean, people just take it way too seriously. Well, you know, it's... And it's, I, mean, I mean, I you know, I, I mean, I don't have kids. Right. But ATLC kids have invited me to... Everything over the years. Yep. I've been to basketball games, football games, baseball, softball, yep. pageants, swim meets. Chess. I went to a chess tournament once. It was crazy. <laughs> nice. But it's, I don't know. It's it's not the kids because the kids are doing their thing. Right. It's the parents. Oh, yeah, yeah. They are, they can be the most ignorant bunch of people. Well, they're, they're probably like super nice outside, but when their kids are involved, they become the most ignorant people on the planet. Well, that's the to a large degree that's true. I I um I am one of those parents. I'm not one of those parents. I was talking about you. <laughs> <laughs> no, what I noticed, one thing I noticed that's different is uh the basketball parents and the hockey parents. So, cuz hockey is also a religion. Uh, yeah, it's it's more of a sect. Right. You know, it's a breakaway. Right. You know, so like, we went to the hockey game last night. It was a it was a senior night, so we figured we'd support the seniors and we'll go. And so we went to the hockey game. They won. But every little, you know, we were checking people left and right. But whenever one of our guys got checked, parents were just livid and just oh, yell at the ref. And I'm like, dude, it's hockey. It's hockey. <laughs> That's what they're supposed to do. Sit down. Yeah, I mean, I, I, is this even, your first time at a hockey game? Even my wife and I, because we go to basketball games all the time, and yeah, we yell, at, we don't yell at the refs, but we're like, that was a travel, you know, things like that, yeah. you know. But even when we were sitting in the hockey game, we're like, holy cow, yeah, chill. A, yeah, of course, our just, kids aren't, aren't playing. The hockey yeah, game. I mean, you don't, you're not invested in it, right? Like you know, like the other parents. But I mean, yeah. you know, if you're, I don't know, it just it just bothers me because it's like, I mean, they're not. They're not professionals. Right. And neither are the refs. Yeah. And they're and I shouldn't say never, but they're not going to be. No. Yeah. I mean I mean I hate to say that, but I mean most of these kids are just gonna go to, they're probably maybe play something in college. But right. That, after that it's pretty much it. I do think there is there are good things about competitive sports. I oh, think, no you know, no doubt. I mean teamwork and yeah, yeah. you learn to you know, how to win graciously, how to lose yep. graciously. Yeah. You know, they, I mean there's life lessons there, but I mean it's the parents right. that take it way too seriously. They do. You know what yep. I mean? I mean, just chill. You know, let, and let them have some fun. We had there was a girls team that uh, that lost uh, the next day, and some of their seniors. You know, and, and my wife was one of these because my wife was on the basketball team in, right. in high school. She never, I don't think her team made it to tournament. Right. And that to this day, to this day, eats at her. Really? Yes, mm-hmm. because. It's like the big dance, you know? And, oh, sure, yeah. And, like, so Saturday, some of the seniors uh, realize that it's the end of their high school basketball career, mm. you know, because they're not going to be playing for, for the school anymore because they're moving on. Right. They'll play college, but this is this was the dance. This was the They made it to, to the tournament. They didn't win the tournament, but they made it, and they're not going any further, and there were tears, you know? Oh, I'm sure, like, yeah. yeah. I mean, yeah. It's just, but me not being an athlete... I mean, look yeah. at me. <laughs> yeah. I mean, we, I, I was, you know, I, you know, I, it's not that I detest basketball, but I just, it doesn't interest me that much. Right. Right. 
uh, you know, but I mean, I can enjoy it as a sport. Yeah. You know, I'll go to a game. Yep. I don't, you know, it doesn't bother me, but I'm not, I'm not invested in it. Right. I have I mean? to, my wife, I drive my wife crazy because I know very little about basketball. I know more now well, than, sure, yeah. than I did like four, five, six years ago. Yeah. You know, but I drive her crazy all the time. I'll be like, what was that call? Oh, that was, uh, you know, it was, it was backcourt. What does that mean? <laughs> You know, just explain things to me. So it's, you know, I, I was front court. I know what it is now, yeah. but there's a lot of stuff that I, I, I just don't get. And she's like, you know, well, they're playing a, they're playing a zone defense. Okay. <laughs> okay. That means what, you know, I mean, you don't have to run. Right. <laughs> you just stand in one spot. Right. So, I mean, and that's about all I know. I know that's all I know between the, you know, man to man and zone. Right. One you have to run, the other one, no, really. Yeah. Just kind of stay in your zone. Just stay in your zone. Stay in your zone. Yeah. (laughs) This is my space. Nobody's in here. Right. Uh, But, you know, like I said, I get, I get, I, uh, sorry. Is this still recording? It's still, I think it is. Yeah. We always have to double check. Yeah, yeah, it is. Um, I get, I get a lot more now, but I, I also feel like an idiot a lot more now too. So I don't. But but I enjoy watching my kid play. Well, yeah, uh, I mean, you're invested in it. Yeah, and I enjoy, I enjoy watching, you know, the team play even when he's not playing. So, um, so it's good. And so yeah, there's, there's that. And then we have a, there's a kind of a. Uh, wrench thrown in our weekend this weekend. So, so the boys play tomorrow, and if they win, they play on Saturday, right at the time of a, a special event in our lives, right? Uh, which we want to devote a little bit of time to, to because our little Joko, our little Josh Kovach, is well. He's tying the knot. He's getting hitched. He's getting hitched. We're very happy for he and Allison. Um, Who we've never met. We've never met, but we will meet her on Saturday. I'm sure. I hope yeah. so. So here's the thing. So um, I've got one kid that has... Now, what, a, now what, if we, what, what if we meet her on Saturday and we don't like her? What's going to happen? I know mean, it's not going to be anything, but I'm going to be like... We just walk in and be like, hey, uh, Joe Coco, can I talk to you for a second? <laughs> I think this is a bad idea. Have you ever seen that that commercial? I don't know if it's a commercial or if it's a meme or whatever it is, but this this guy's calling his buddy on the speakerphone and he's like, um, Sarah's no longer my girlfriend. She's she's sitting right there. Sarah's no longer my girlfriend. And the guy goes, Oh, thank God, man. <laughs> no, 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 wait, wait, wait. We're engaged. She's my she's my fiance now. We're just <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> I always thought that was funny, but yeah, I mean, um, no, I'm sure she's lovely. We're so. gonna pull him, pull him aside, and say, "Dude, you know, you got time. You can run. Okay. If you want. We can, we can create a diversion, and uh, <laughs> you can escape." Just Listen, saying. I think because they've been together for a while, yeah, yeah, and she knows his lifestyle, yeah, you know, because he's away a lot, oh, yeah. playing guitar for all these different artists, and yeah. and. Uh, in you know he goes to the gym and so i mean uh, and she's a nurse yeah so, so she's busy she's busy yeah so i think she understands you know well i think they they have their separate things so i mean it just you know yeah. it, it works i mean you know yeah so i think i think it's gonna be well it's, you know it's what i'm looking forward to is just having everybody back together 
Yeah, I mean, at least yeah. just for just even, for even for a little while, even for a little while. Yeah, you know. But that is the wrench because my son's game would be on Saturday at three thirty, and the wedding's at three. Um, I thought the wedding was at three thirty. Uh, well, I don't know. It's yeah, three to three to you know. Yeah. Oh. So, because I I put the plan in the in the thread. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, because if if then then we're gonna separate. My wife's gonna go to the basketball game, and right. I'm gonna go to the wedding. Right. And uh, Sh- Shane says, "Wait, there's a wedding this weekend." <laughs> yeah. Josh, silly head. Laugh out loud. That sounds great, BMO. So he's he's okay with my plan. Okay, well, that's good. So I'm yeah, sure he would like to have Teresa there, but oh, I'm sure. Yeah. And again, there's no not saying that they're not going to they're going to lose tomorrow. They lose tomorrow, then we're all right. Yeah, everything's so, uh, everything's back to everything's hunky dory status quo. Yeah, yeah. It's just it's just it's just really weird to think about Joko's getting married. I know. So let's because I've known this kid since 2007. Right. That's why I first met him. Yeah. I mean, he was like 13. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's just crazy. Now he's, well, now he's I, getting married. I think we've the frig, dude? we've told the story. I think we've told the story of how he got in the band, right? I don't, I don't think so. You don't think so? I don't think so. Um, we we've, we've maybe alluded to it and maybe spoken about different aspects of it, but I don't think we've ever like gone into detail. Yeah, I don't think so. I thought we. And had. If we did, it was a long time ago. Yeah. Well, hey, this is a kid that was when when I met him. I met him obviously through you. Yeah. Um, I think he was fifteen. He was 15 or 16, something. Yeah, 15. It was when he first started playing guitar. Yeah. And and he was um, he was helping us. Was it at the Spud Speedway thing? Or was it before that? Might have been before that. That we met that we met him and he started hanging out. And yeah. Stuff. Yeah, it was before it was before the Spud Speedway thing. But he roadied for us at Spud Speedway. Yes. So we oh, played yeah. we opened for uh, Big and Rich and Gretchen Wilson yeah. and Cowboy Troy, and Cowboy the, Troy and uh, Rick Reese, Rick and, Reese and Kelly uh, Parker, Kelly Parker. Yeah, that's right. Uh, we opened for for that was a big big thing, and so we needed some help, and so Josh, you know, was part of our entourage or whatever. Yeah. And I remember distinctly, I think we were in a vehicle. We were driving in a vehicle, and from the back seat, Shane Mountain says, "Hey, Brian." Josh plays guitar. Why don't we put him in the band? I said, okay. <laughs> and that was it. I think he'd only been playing a couple of years at that point. I don't think he'd been playing a couple of years. <laughs> well, it, was, it wasn't long. Yeah, well, no, it was, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. It, was, it was shorter yeah. than that, I think. I think he had just... Because I remember when he first started playing, I was like, oh, because he had this old crappy acoustic. Yeah. That it was his cousins or something like that. Yeah. It was so it was it was a terrible acoustic guitar, but I went out I went uh, as a as a as a token of uh, you know because I, I I like Josh I always did I, I, he's yeah. just he's just he's just a great guy well he's a good kid yeah and he's a very good kid especially in back then you know I was just you know I was kind of like a big brother yeah to him and uh, so I went out and I bought him like picks and uh, capo and like new strings and I bought him a chord book. Because he hadn't taken a lesson or anything like that, so right. he, he was just kind of like you know doing. This so you were thing. like a big brother. Yeah, you know, type, like hey, yeah. you're you're doing this here. here take this. Yeah, you know, he took it and he ran with it. Oh yeah. So yeah. Um. But yeah, I mean, just, <laughs> at that point, I was like, okay, this is this is this will work out. Yeah, this will work out. Yeah. Yeah. So so he he joined the band. We've always kind of flirted with the idea of having another guitar player. Yeah. Just you know, kind of, you know. And uh, it fills out the sound, yeah, a little yeah, bit, yeah, absolutely. So, um, 
So he said, yeah, I, you're in and without hearing a note. I, I never heard a note. You know, no. You know, him playing <laughs> no, there guitar. Wasn't, there wasn't like an audition or anything. Nope. <laughs> just like, hey, nope. you want to be in the band? You're Bye. in. You're in the band. Um, and uh, did we rehearse before we went to uh, Massachusetts? Dude, I don't remember. I don't we remember. We must not have. Well, maybe, maybe you and Josh did some stuff. That's right. Yeah, we did get together without amps, just guitars. Yeah. And, and we went, so it was like, oh, this is an oldie. So this is like one, four, five. Yeah. You know, progression or whatever. And, and so he, he got that. And he, he had been working with our friend Jay Green, I think, for a little, or not working with him, but. Well, he was taking lessons from Jay. He was, uh, yeah, he was uh, kind of. Uh, he was kind of mentoring Josh at that point. Yeah. And Jay's an amazing player. Oh, yeah. I, yeah. I can play, dude. Um, so I, he was in good hands. So, so we went on a we went on a gig, one of our big road gigs there to Chicopee, Massachusetts. Chicopee. And uh, he played with us, and it was I guess it was okay. It didn't suck. It didn't suck. Um, he got sick. I remember yep, that. I do remember that. Poor guy. Yep, and then we came back, and I think the next thing we did was in Madawaska, wasn't it? In no- yeah, because that was like that was like September, September, October, September. It was like late September, early October. Yeah. So yeah, the next one was was uh, in, in November. Jerry T. Chugabug. Chugabug. Yep. And uh, so here's the thing. Here's my relationship with Josh uh, was started out good, and. There was a time there, because I have a hard time with people who, uh, and I'm dealing with this with a couple of my kids right now, actually. I have a hard time with people that think their crap doesn't stink. Mm. You know? And Josh, get this. So I have a 15-year-old. Josh was around that age. It's a, it's a, it's a, it's a rite of passage, you know, where you think that you're the greatest thing since sliced bread. Right. And Kovach was, was in a band and played guitar. And so it was, it was amplified, you know, like his, his whole um, personality. And I had a hard time with it. And so I ended up, remember what I used to do with Matt? Matt, Matt never had that. Matt didn't think his crap didn't stink, but I used to rag on him all the time. Oh, yeah. Well, yeah. And so I ended up ragging on Josh. Yeah. And Matt ended up ragging on Josh. <laughs> yeah. 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 And so there was a time where I thought Josh hated me, and he probably did for a little while, because it was hard on him. Well, it got pretty vicious yeah, sometimes. It, it did. No, and I admit- Because there was one time, you, you I don't know what was going on. But it was on. It was on. It was in the thread, and you. I mean, it was just one right after another on Josh, and I just I I left the thread. Yeah, I I literally just left the thread. Yeah. No, I was no. I admit. I mean, I I just I was out. I was I was done. I, I mean, I was like, I just can't take it. This is just getting just. Yep. Brutal. You was brutal. I was I was, I mean, bleep. But I was an asshole uh, to him for a long time. Um, because I, I don't know when, when someone, um, and he didn't, well, he didn't deserve it at all. You know, I mean, he, he was, it was that age that he was at and that he, I think, and I think he would say this today too. I think there was a time where he will admit that 
he was he thought he was pretty great. Yeah, uh, but I, that's I, a, that's a teenager. That's thing. what I'm saying. Yeah. yeah. So my gut, my instant reaction to something like that, and like I said, I'm dealing with it with my 15 year old, is to knock them down a couple pegs. Sure. You know. Yeah. Uh, it's probably not the right thing to do, <laughs> but it's like a, it's like a uh, just a uh, instinct. Yeah, it's like, you know? it's like a natural reaction. Yeah, 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 yeah. But I was I was a jerk to him, and so for a long time, he probably hated me, and I would not blame him for hating me. But something switched, and I'm not sure what it was. Well, I mean, he one of the things was uh, he was not a great guitar player in the beginning of the band no I mean, uh, there were some things he didn't know obviously he just he had just started you know yeah, and, I mean, and it was like his second gig so yeah <laughs> so i think yeah. when we when we pulled him aside and we said listen you're not going to play with us anymore until until we get some work done on you know i mean you learn a little bit more yeah and i think that that in and of itself may have set him back a little bit uh, he, but you, it, it made him work. Right. That's what I mean. But yeah. it, it, it devastated him. Yeah. Personally. Yes. Yep. Yeah. And, uh, and it made, it gave him drive and, and he worked even harder and look at the results now. I know. Um, you know, dude's amazing. He's amazing. Yeah. And there was a time and, and I'll admit, you know, when he went to Nashville and I'm, I will preface this by saying I'm extremely proud of this kid. Yeah. Um, and I'm happy to be his friend and happy to uh have been in a band with him uh but there was some jealousy you know because my dream was always to go to nashville yeah i didn't i i didn't go because i had a family right you know and i just couldn't pick up and and move i probably could have but we would have been poor (laughs) (laughs) and my personality um my personality and josh's personality are really different I don't think oh, I. Oh yeah. I don't think I could. I don't think I could. I, I can't handle rejection very well. Not that he had to, but he has. He has the drive and oh, the yeah. and the, um, just the right attitude to make it in that business. Yeah. I don't. Yeah. I don't. Um, I would like to. You know. You know. I don't know. I don't know that I want to be in the music business anymore, but I want to create and yeah. write songs and, yeah. and play and stuff like that. So, but I am beyond proud of this kid. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, I like to say that we're we're in a good place now. Um, oh, it, yeah, yeah. That they were. They, it was a it was a phase. It was a phase, and he grew out of it, and everybody, and it, and then we all super gelled. Yeah, and uh, I mean, he just. I mean, he just, it was just a meteor. It was. I mean, just, it's like a rocket. Yep. Just, I it mean, was. just just his talent and his work ethic and, I mean, just constant. I mean, he just got so much. He, every time we played, he was better than the last time. Yep. You yep. know what I mean? It was just like, man, there was a, there were times. I mean, I was just sitting there, you know, I'd be in the back, you know, because the drummer's kind of like the field general. <laughs> yeah. You know, he sees the whole, you know, he sees the battlefield. Yeah. You know? And I'd be just, and Josh would just be soloing, and I'm just like, where the frig did that come from? Yeah. Holy crap. What? Yeah. What? What did he just do? What? You know, it's just every gig, man, was like, what's Josh going to do this time? Yep. You know? It was just amazing to watch. It was. Yeah. So. And and uh, what he's doing now, I mean, he's he's touring with different artists yeah. uh, as their guitar players, and sometimes their musical director. Yeah. Yeah. Um, He's, I think he's doing, he's doing some recording and some writing and he's just, 
he's just living the dream as as Maddie would say. Yep. Um, and now he's taking that next step and he's tying the knot yep. with, the, with Allison. Yeah, so I think, I think it's going to be fantastic and we wish him, um, the best and I'm really pumped to, uh, see them this weekend to meet her and to, and to see him. Yeah. I can't wait. Just hang. Well, it's going to be the first time seeing Josh in person and since he left. No, that's not true. Oh no, that's true. He, he did come back. He came back and we went out to eat or something. Uh, at the well, he came and played with us on New Year's Eve. He did? Yeah, and when we were playing in Mapleton, remember that? Oh, that was early on. When yeah, he, that was yeah. like he left in like October, and then this was like the following, you know. Yeah, it was like a few months later. Yeah, well, that, so but he has come back. We 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 ate at the pub. Do you remember that? Oh yeah, yeah, I remember that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But it's uh, been a while. That's been a while. that's been a while. Yeah, yeah I think that was pre-COVID. Yeah, it was. So it was. Yeah. Yep. So it'll be nice to nice to see him and his long hair and <laughs> something else I could be jealous about. <laughs> He is rocking that look, man. He is rocking that. <laughs> Although the man bun, when he puts it up in the man bun, oh, I have seen the man. Bun. Oh yeah, I've seen the man. Oh, bun. Have you? Yeah, okay, yeah. I haven't seen it. Yeah, no, he is. He, he is rocking. He's rocking life right now. Oh yeah, yeah. Like, he's, 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 he's young and he's in. I mean, he's torn a touring musician. I mean, I mean, geez, that's like. Yeah. If, yeah. I, if we were that age again, we would be like, yeah, yeah, we'd be rocking the man bun too. If I had a man bun, if I could grow a man bun, absolutely, I'd yeah. be rocking a man bun. I don't think I could, even back then, I couldn't. <laughs> no, I don't think so. so. Um, the other thing is, uh, <laughs> and and we, we won't say this to his face, because uh, once you get married, the next thing you hear is, when are you going to have kids? I don't... Um, I'm not going to say it to his face, but I, I can't wait for little Jokos to be running around. That'll be amazing. It will be. Yep. You'd be like, hey, you want to see pictures of your dad? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, I'm excited. I think it's going to be good. Nah, I, just, I still, I just can't get over it, man. Like I said, I've known him since he was like 13. And so just, let's, so I. Just crazy. And I don't even know, because um, I can't keep track. How old is that kid now? Well, it's got to be. So look, he joined us in what 2010? Is that right? Like, yeah, that sounds about right. And he was, let's say, he was 16. Yeah, so he'd be uh, 28, 29. Yeah, he's almost 30 years old, dude. Yeah, that's just crazy. That's sick. It's crazy. Sickening. I don't know. Um, Sucks getting old, man. It does. <laughs> it does. It really does. Um. <laughs> This is a great segue to our next one. Oh. 15 musicians these bands wanted you to forget. Joko <laughs> <laughs> who? <laughs> Ouch. That hurts. It was a joke. I know. Okay. I know. Hold on. I'll even make it. There, there you go. Okay. Uh, obviously, we didn't. We don't want you to forget him because I think it was the last post on our website that we don't have anymore. Uh, yeah, it was. Uh, that was he was like, going to Nashville. Yeah, it was saying that... Uh, I think that was it after that. We, were that like, was, we never did another post. I think baby people were like, oh, they must be done. <laughs> Just, guess, guess there's no more common cross. Yeah, I was going to say, the, the good part of the band's gone. So, <laughs> <laughs> The talent left, so. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, no, we found an, another list. We, we've been doing well with these yeah, lists. But that, this isn't ultimateclassicrock.com. Which is amazing. Yeah, I know, right? This is Society of Rock. Society of, of Rock. Uh, I mean, that's that's just, I mean, that's just like a step up. 
Uh, so 15 musicians these bands wanted yes. you to. So forget. there's a little uh, little. I can think of a couple right off the top of my head. Oh, I'm sure that I'm sure they'll probably pop up on those. Mm-hmm. Uh, bands change their lineups. It happens, but not all members get to be remembered after quitting or getting fired. We list down 15 musicians who became a part of these rock bands, but have little mention or worse, not mentioned in anything at all, as they have, as if they have never existed. Mm. This was the first one surprised me because okay. I don't think this is necessarily true. Okay. Number one, Michael Anthony. Oh, no, they tried to erase him. Okay. You remember that? Yeah, I do yeah, remember. Yeah. yeah, yeah, but it still surprised me. Yeah, I suppose. You know. Uh, Michael Anthony was the bassist and backing vocalist for the band from 1974 to 2006 until the late Eddie Van Halen suggested his son Wolfgang to replace Anthony. And he said, every note Mike ever played, I had to show him. Mike's voice is like a piccolo trumpet, but he's not a singer. Following the change of lineup, fans noticed that Van Halen had airbrushed Anthony out of the band photos on their official site. Which was dirty. Yeah. It was dirty. Anthony admitted in a 2007 Rolling Stone interview, that bummed me out quite a bit. I'm proud of all my history of Van Halen, and maybe they feel otherwise. You know, they never told him he was out of the band. Yeah, they just kind of like... Yeah. They just... Stopped calling. Or right. Something. Yeah. yeah. And then I think, it was, I think it was the management that said, that tried to get him to turn over his royalties. Yeah. And that's... Yeah, that's another dick thing. That is yeah. such a dick move. Yeah. I mean, you know, especially when you can't do it yourself. I mean... 19 he went 1974 to 2006 yeah i know when you and and you can't even go to the guy right the thing about it is also i think they don't give van halen fans enough credit when it comes to the legacy of the band i think fans welcomed wolfgang i think they thought it was great that wolfgang was in the band but you'll never you know, replace Michael Anthony. Right. It's just a different thing. Right. You know, and Michael Anthony is a part of the fabric of Van Halen and always will be. Yeah. And I think the fans believe that and they can do what, what they want. And right. that's why they took so much heat when they tried to take Anth- Mike Anthony off right. the album covers. And, it's like, you're not, how, how can you erase a guy like Michael Anthony? Right. It just can't be done. Right. You know, there's just, yeah, yep. that's just stupid. Yeah. But anyway, number two. Brian Wilson. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Brian Wilson was fired from the band on November 5th, 1982. In 1998, Carl Wilson died of lung cancer, and on that same year, Mike Love was granted sole right to use the Beach Boys name while touring. Fast forward to 2012, the remaining Beach Boys reunited to perform at the Grammy Awards and toured together and released a new album. That's why God made the radio. However, Love continued to maintain rights to the Beach Boys name and touring decided not to perform with the rest of the members, Wilson, Al Jardine, and David Marks. Wilson told CNN back then, I'm disappointed and can't understand why he doesn't want to tour with Al, David, and me. We are out here having so much fun. After all, we are the real Beach Boys. It's true. Yeah. Brian Wilson was the brainchild of the he, Beach yeah, Boys. Yeah, he was the brains of it. He was the absolute brains of it. He yeah. was the... He was the orchestrator the songwriter he was everything yeah the producer yeah you know i mean he he did it all and then uh and they fired him i mean he also did he did it all as far as drugs too wow i mean you know (laughs) there's there's no question that uh you know they had to address that yeah and and so finally they they got rid of him or whatever but you can't i mean it's like that it's the same thing with brian wilson brian wilson is always a beach boy Mm -hmm. you know yeah he always will be always will be yeah yeah but i do think it's weird that the wrecking crew 
did a lot of the Beach Boys albums. More than the Beach Boys. Yeah. They did a lot. Well, of, they did a lot yeah. of other people, but I mean, the Beach, you know. Yeah. Considering how much of a control guy right. Brian Wilson is. I mean, he was, he was there. Well, I think that's why the Wrecking Crew did it, because he was producing, yeah. and he knew that his his you know cousins and and you know brothers in the band couldn't play the music that he heard in his head yeah so he, true, yeah. he had the wrecking crew do it and yeah. uh and yeah yeah interesting yeah it is interesting okay this is a, this is a guy i never knew number three daryl jones rolling stone oh bass player yeah 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 i didn't uh, for some reason i completely forgot well still this to guy. this day they don't really give him a lot of well apparently his work because i didn't know <laughs> Yeah, mission accomplished, Rolling Stones. Right. <laughs> uh, following Bill Wyman's departure from the band, Daryl Jones has been a has been the Rolling Stones bassist since 1993. However, he's not seen in the group's official photos and not regularly included in their music videos. Hugh McDonald. <laughs> the BBC dubbed Jones the Unknown Stone. <laughs> jones told the bbc in terms of membership of this very small and exclusive club i guess i'll always be like the new guy in terms of playing with the band though i feel like a bit of an old hand now yeah he's well he's been playing with them for quite a while well 1993 yeah yeah so yeah i i I hadn't any that when i read i was like Oh, yeah. Yeah, so when you think of the Stones today, you think of Keith Richards, Mick Jagger, Ron Wood, and uh, the drummer. Charlie Watts. Charlie Watts. Yeah. Now, Charlie Watts is dead, so yeah. you think of those three. You forget about Bill Wyman. Yep. Because it's been so long. Yeah, you know. And who's playing bass? Oh, yeah, it's oh, this yeah, guy named Daryl. <laughs> oh, that's that guy. <laughs> T.B. Blair. Right. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I was just, it was crazy. Yeah. Number four, Bill Ward, Black Sabbath. Oh, the drummer. Yeah. yeah. Bill Ward left the band in 2012. But prior to that, he was all set along with his former founding members for a Black Sabbath reunion album and tour. Until Ozzy Osbourne claimed that he wasn't physically able to perform. A public war of war, war of that words. Bill wasn't physically able to perform or that, Ozzy That's wasn't. what I'm assuming. Yeah. That Ozzy claimed that he wasn't physically able to perform. Okay. I, I, it's a little ambiguous if he's talking about himself or Bill. Okay. A public war of words happened, and in the end, Osborne, Tommy, Tony Iommi, and Geezer Butler continued as Black Sabbath, while Ward found himself removed from the band's official website, which is a which is a request from his own lawyer, so as to not to give the public the wrong impression about the, his involvement in the current Black Sabbath lineup. Hmm. So that was interesting. Yeah. Number five, John Karabi. Oh, Molly Crew. Molly Crew. Yeah. John Karabi took Vince Neil's place and was part of the Motley Crew's, part of the Motley Crew, their self-titled, whoever wrote this did not do a very good job here, their self-titled 1994 album. This is playing some John Karabi Motley Crew. Oh. Keep going. But when Neil later returned, the band pretended that Karabi never existed. After the reunion, Neil even said he'd never heard of any of the recordings where Karabi was a part of. The band never performed the songs in their concerts, and the album wasn't included in their reissue series. Karabi told Rock Revolt in 2013, I think deep down, parentheses, Motley Crue, know that we made a great record together. Is it their best record? I'm not going to be the one to say that. But for for that time period and time frame, I think we made something really special. This is them doing Dr. Feelgood with John Crowley. Okay. Can't really hear it very well. But. Yeah, this is kind yeah. of a crappy recording. Right, move on. Uh, number six, Phil Rudd. 
ACDC? ACDC. Oh, that's because he had some like charges or something against him or something, right? Yep. Uh, Phil Rudd was a member of ACDC from 1975 to 1983, and then again beginning in 1994. However, in 2014, he was sentenced to eight months of home detention following his arrest for threatening to kill two people and possession of cannabis and methamphetamine. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Woo! Go, Phil. Uh, now fans won't even find mention of Rudd on the band's official website, even though he was the longest drummer of AC, ACDC. Well, who's playing drums for him now? Uh, good question. It's not Simon Wright, is it? Uh, uh now I don't, now you, get, now you got me, uh. Yeah, I'm gonna look, let's see here. Uh, cause let's, what's Wikipedia say? Because if Wikipedia says like current lineup, yeah. they must say current lineup. Uh, no, it says Phil Rudd. So Phil Rudd's still playing with him now. Okay. All right. It says current members. Uh, let me just look down here. No. Uh, well, yeah. It says Phil Rudd, 1975 to 1983, 1994 to 2015, 2018 to present. So Phil Rudd's still playing oh, with so him. Oh, so he's still playing with yep. him. Okay. Yep. All right. Well, you know, he probably uh, took some anger, anger management classes. Or Something. <laughs> Jeez, threatening to kill two people. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Been like, okay, we got to take a break, dude. Uh, number seven, Don Felder. Oh, yeah, that was dirty. That was dirty. That was Don dirty. Felder was fired from the Eagles in 2001 after questioning his financial stake and compensation. He went on to file a lawsuit against Don Henley and Glenn Fry, and ever since then, their relationship was permanently torn. Felder wasn't invited to be part of the lengthy history of the Eagles tour, Starting in 2013. Felder said in 2012, the only time that I hear back from them is through their attorneys. That's just the way it is. So his his beef was that Don and Glenn were getting more money than the rest of the members of the band. Yeah. But I think they probably write a lot of the songs. I'm pretty sure that yeah. most of the songs were them. Yeah. A lot of them, yeah, you know. the, a good majority yeah. of them were them, yeah. Yeah, so, I mean, I get that. Yeah, but he, I mean, you ju he just questioned it, you know, and they fired him. Yeah, well, that's 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 more of a dictatorship than being in a band. Yeah. You know, I was like, hey, you, you're questioning us? Yes. You little guitar player, you? I'm Don Henley. Right. <laughs> I am your god. <laughs> I don't know. That's probably not no, what probably, he said. Probably not that one. The O'Brien and Doug podcast did not just say you mean, the the Doug Don, and O'Brien content. Pod, the what the Doug and O'Brien podcast? O'Brien and Doug yeah. podcast. Yeah, we we did not say. I get paid more than you. What? <laughs> you get paid? <laughs> if only. <laughs> Where did this happen? <laughs> And where was I? <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> Playing songs on my guitar. Saying stupid stuff on the microphone. <laughs> okay. Uh, of course, there's also that famous blow up back in the 80s when they were like. I'm going to kick your ass. <laughs> Glenn Fry and Tyler. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that's just classic. Yeah. Uh, okay. Number eight is Jimmy Crespo. I never knew this guy. From Aerosmith. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Jimmy Crespo. Uh, excuse me while I yawn. Yeah. Like, <laughs> this is such a great list, man. <laughs> um, Jimmy Crespo stepped in when Joe Perry was out of Aerosmith. He was with the band from 1979 to 1984 and appeared on six of the ten songs 
on 1982's Top 40 album Rock in a Hard Place, including Three Mile Smile from 1979's Night in the Ruts. Yep. However, drummer Joey Kramer disowned the album. Kramer said in 2019's Hit Hard, a story of hitting rock bottom at the top, there's some real good stuff on it, but it's not a real Aerosmith record because it's just me, Steven, and Tom with a fill-in guitar player. Yeah. Ooh. Yeah. But despite these comments, Crespo took part in Kramer's side project, Renegade, prior having prior having backed the classic era lineup of Aerosmith. This weird word. Writing, yeah. I mean, it's not ultimate classic rock. No, I mean, those guys can write. <laughs> uh, number nine, Jeff Nichols. Who's that? Black Sabbath, apparently. What? Uh, Singer? I don't know yet. Hold on yet. Uh, Jeff Nichols appeared on every Black Sabbath album between 1980's Heaven and Hell and 1995's Forbidden. He was also a regular member of their touring band, as heard on 2007's Live at the Hammersmith Odeon. Outside the band, Tony Iommi produced Nichols' band Quartz' self-titled debut. Later, Nichols also toured with former Sabbath singer Tony Martin's band Headless Cross. However, fans have little knowledge about him since the band made Nichols perform backstage, assuming that having a keyboard player didn't oh, seem metal enough. Keyboards. Mm. Okay. Bill Ward said following Nichols' 2017 cancer death, to me, he was a great musician, but he never stepped out. He was always respected. He always respected the privacy of wherever we were in our thinking and in our balance. And that's what makes a good musician. When you can see where the other guy is and you can make room for them. Hmm. Hmm. Number 10, Peter Chris. Who? Peter. <laughs> Ooh, ouch. <laughs> Peter Chris quit the band twice. I have from Kiss, by the way. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but he officially left Kiss in 1980 and retired from touring in 2017. Chris Crow wrote and sang the 1976 number seven smash, Beth, Kiss's highest charting Billboard single, the first of two top ten singles along with 1990's number eight hit, Forever, and one of the only two gold-selling songs in their catalog preceding 1979's I Was Made For Loving You. But following his departure, the band re-recorded the song with Chris's replacement, Eric Carr, and made him wear Chris's signature Catman makeup. After the remake appeared on 1988 Smashes, Thrashes, and Hits, Chris fired back and told Kerrang, it's really ridiculous. It's sad. Kiss didn't even tell me they were going to redo Beth with Eric on vocals. Yeah. I think they used the, they used the, uh, did they use the actual music from Beth and, and he just sang it? Like I, I don't know. It doesn't, I don't know. Yeah. I, mean, I thought that's, that's what it kind of sounds like they I did. I thought that's what they did, but. They probably did. But I, I mean, I, just, you know, just wipe the vocals out. And, hey, you know, incidentally, uh, I don't know if they want to admit this, but you know that other, that other hit song that Kiss had called Forever? Yeah. Um, do you know who co-wrote that? Richard Marks? Close. Michael Bolton. Really? Yeah. <laughs> that's funny. Yeah. <laughs> I'm pretty sure. I want to make sure. Uh, keep going. Keep going. Okay. Number 11, Mitch Malloy. Oh, oh, uh, well, is this a Van Halen tie? Mm -hmm. Oh, yes. well, see, I don't think he was. I, I he, don't think he's really. He was never in the band. Mitch Malloy had already started working on new music with the band before David Lee Roth famously joined Van Halen on stage during MTV's Video Music Awards, which was his first appearance since leaving in 1985. Malloy felt like he had been stabbed in the back when he found out that he he wasn't going to take over for Sammy Hagar 
in Van Halen while watching MTV in the mid-1990s. Malloy said in the documentary Van Halen's Lost Boy, I was like, what? My jaw just dropped. When I saw Dave come out with him, that was it for me. It was over. This can't work for me. Yeah, well, you know, they when when they lost Roth, they went and talked to Patty Smythe, yeah, and a couple other people, and I don't think he was never. And and this is not to take anything away from Mitch Malloy, but I think, and also Van Halen kind of operated in a weird way sometimes. Yeah, you know, I mean that whole that whole David Lee Roth thing, you know, oh, that was that was a, a that, that was, was a bad. disaster. Yeah, that yeah. was bad. Uh, the way they the way they handled it. right exactly. because I think I think I think David Lee Roth actually thought that they were back together. Yeah, I think they let him on. Yeah, just so that you know they could uh, sell records. Oh well, yeah. Um, and and they had never had any intention of having him in the band, but they, I bet you they made him believe that. Mitch Malloy, same thing. Yeah, I bet you they were trying him out, and they made him believe that he was the guy. And he wasn't the guy. Yeah. So. Yeah. But. That sounds like a Van Halen brother thing. Yeah. So. Yeah, unfortunately. And Kiss, uh, the Kiss's song Forever was written by Michael Bolton and Paul Stanley. So. That's funny. Yeah. Number, I like that song, though. I don't think I really know it. Yeah, you do. Anyway. Can you, can you yeah, play a I will. little snippet of it right I'll now? I'll find it right now. You okay. keep, go to the next one. Okay. 12, uh, number 12, Dave Mason, Fleetwood Mac. Oh, I forgot Dave Mason was in Fleetwood Mac. Dave Mason was inducted to the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame as a founding member of Traffic. But his mid-90s tenure with Fleetwood Mac wasn't so popular. He appeared only in one album, 1995's Time, and Stevie Nicks was gone by then, while Lindsey Buckingham only contributed backing vocals for one song. It became the first Fleetwood Mac album that failed to chart in the U.S. since 1968. The band didn't tour in support of the album, and the songs weren't performed. Co-founder Mick Fleetwood blamed the absence of Nicks. He said in Fleetwood Mac on Fleetwood Mac... Interviews and the encounters. We may as well have not made that album. In retrospect, it should have been stopped. Ooh. Wow. A group some of you may remember named Delaney and Bonnie. Oh, this is Dave Mason with uh, Fleetwood Mac. The song okay. is called Only but, You Know and I Know. And he's not doing a Fleetwood Mac song. So I did find this, though. Uh, is this to, a- to, to go back a little bit. Hold on. This is, this is Mitch Malloy. At the Van Halen Experience Tribute Concert. Can we wake up the whole neighborhood? Huh. I'm just curious what he would sound like doing Panama. Oh. The guy in the crowd would stop singing. Yeah, I'm also, I can't hear him. <laughs> and I do think Mitch Malloy is milking that a little bit that he was he was the Van Halen guy. They could be. I you mean, you know that... who he's singing with now? No, Great White. Is he really? Yep. Wow. Yeah, he's the new lead singer for Great White, or not wow. new? He's been there for a little while. Okay. Uh, so you wanted me to play Kiss? Yeah. Forever. I, I, do I know this song? Oh yeah. Oh, I do know this song. You know, yeah. And then I go to the chorus is yeah, yeah. I, like I remember it. now. It's a power ballad. It is I mean, power ballad. Yeah, typical. All right, go to the next one. Okay, number thirteen, Bob Kulik. Another Kiss one. Okay, Bob Kulik goes played for Kisses Ace Freely 
and appeared on three tracks, All American Man, Rockin' in the USA, and Larger Than Life, from 1977's Alive 2. He was also the one who played on Naked City from 1980's Unmasked, but he wasn't credited for any of those. Kulik held on to his secret for many years. He told UCR, which I imagine is ultimate classic rock, <laughs> <laughs> in 2018. It was important to me that when they said, this has to be between us and us only, and I'm going to keep my word. It's all about integrity, and that's how I'm, gonna, I'm able to keep going. That's interesting. I think I heard that too. I knew Bob Kulik had a lot to do with Kiss. Yeah. He just, I think he just passed away too. Did Bob, he? Bob Kulik did. I oh, think so. Yeah. Uh, number 14, Dave Navarro, Red Hot Chili Peppers. Oh, yeah. Dave Navarro was a part of the band from 1993 to 1998 and appeared on one studio album, 1995's One Hot Minute, which produced three singles on the way to a number four ranking on the Billboard charts. Navarro told an MTV in 1995, I still love those guys to death, and being a chili pepper was one of the best experiences of my life. I'm trying to think of what uh, the three hit songs were that came off that album. Anyway, keep going. Uh, three singles. Three singles? Yeah. It didn't say what the, what they were, though? No. Warped. Oh, Aeroplane. Aeroplane was... Uh, do you remember Aeroplane? I don't remember Aeroplane. Really? No. Um, in my aeroplane. Yeah. Hold on. Let's do this. Aeroplane. All right. Right there. Um, I'll play a little piece of that. This is uh, Red Hot Chili Peppers with Dave Navarro. And it goes like this. I don't remember a lot of the songs from that. I don't. That era. I remember this one, though. No? Nope. Not ringing any bells? Not ringing any bells. Yeah. Well, I kind of lost interest in the Chili Peppers after uh, Blood Sugar Sex Magic. Yeah. And so, which was like their breakthrough yeah, success. Yeah. 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 Uh, okay. Last one. Last but not least. Jeff Scott Soto. Oh, Journey. Yep. Yeah. Jeff Scott Soto had a brief tenure with Journey from December 2006 to June 2007. I love how they put it in butts. <laughs> <laughs> he never entered the studio with the band. Soto said back then, I was looking forward to a long, prosperous future with these guys, but it seems they wanted something different than I brought to the table. I wish them all the best, but now it's time to continue working on my own path again. Following Soto's departure, dis Journey discovered Arnel Pineda Pen yep. on YouTube and officially became their lead singer. Jeff Scott Soto uh, <laughs> is a great singer, and he's not... It's really hard to hear. But... He's a different kind of singer. He was not a Steve Perry, raspy yeah. guy. He's got a lower voice, sort of. He could hit all the notes. Yeah. Uh, and he did a great job. Yeah, he sounds good. But what's what's what was dirty about it is they just didn't they didn't tell him why that he was not going to be with the band anymore. Right. They just kind of went and found Arnell. And that seems to be all, a that like, seems to be a running trend. It is. You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I think I I love Arnell Pineda, but yeah, he's great. 
I think uh, Jessica Soto might have brought something new to Journey yeah. back, back then. Yeah. You know, because I, I, Arnell sounds like Steve Perry. Not, yeah, not yeah. a lot like Steve Perry, but, but enough. But enough to make you go, whoa. You know, the first guy that they got was Steve Augeri. And right. he sounded like Steve Perry, too. Right. So, obviously, they're trying to find someone to carry on the sound. Yeah. And I think Jeff Scott Soto, even though he didn't sound like Steve Perry, I think he would have brought something pretty cool to to the table. Yeah. But And maybe taken them in a better direction where they're not fighting like they are now. Right. I don't know. But Yeah, they're like an old married couple right now. Yeah, they are. Yeah. Yeah. So, that's... Uh, and, you know, we didn't mention Huey McDonald, but because Huey McDonald is now... Well, he's now a full-fledged member. He's now a full-fledged member of Bon Jovi. Yeah. Which was an interesting... We talked about this before, too, I think, on another podcast. Um, So Bon Jovi's first hit song, Runaway, uh, was made up of studio musicians, and Huey McDonald played bass on it. Yeah, I didn't know that until you mentioned that. He played bass on it. And then, then John Bon Jovi got the band together and did the rest of the album. And then just it's like full circle when Alec John Such is kicked out of the band. Yeah. They get Huey McDonald to join the band, right. but he never had his picture taken with that, them. That or... was, that, I always felt bad for him because it was like after uh, Alex left, it was like then whenever you saw pictures of Bon Jovi, it was four people. I'm right. Like, well, there's where's the bass player? Don't you have a bass player? Yeah. What is is what's his face playing bass now? Right. Guitar, not the guitar, but the keyboard player. Dave Bryan. Dave Bryan. Yeah. Is Dave playing like? Is it like a Doors thing? Is he playing the bass on, right. on, the, on the keyboard? Right. What's going on? Well, they did the same thing with the Rolling Stones. You know, when Bill Wyman left, they don't right. they don't put Daryl Jones in the pictures. Yeah, it's just those guys. It's just you know, it's just well, no. it's just a weird. It's just a weird. I don't thing. know. Why, I don't know why you can't just be like, hey, we got a new. He's player. out of the band. <laughs> this, this is the new guy. Yeah. We got, this right. this is it. This is what he looks like. Right. Look, look, it's a, a, he's real. Is it a management decision or something? It's got to be. a marketing yeah. decision. I don't know, man. I, I, but I wonder how much of it's an ego thing. It can't be. Is it an ego thing? Oh, why would? How would it be an ego thing? I don't know. That's, I think you it's know, just... Is, people, is it just, just trying to like continue what people, I, they think people want? I, I, I don't know. I mean, because we're, we're adults. We can understand if somebody leaves the band or right. you replace them, we get it. Yeah. You know. Yeah, people. I mean, you know, other bands have done that. Other bands have replaced members and taken pictures with the new guy. Yeah, you know? <laughs> hey, hey, look, hey, it's the new guy. Oh, we know what year this comes from because it's got this bass player, and yeah, not that bass exactly, player. Exactly. You know, it's like, <laughs> I mean, it's like right. it's like Spinal Tap. I mean, they had a new drummer every time. Right. You know, it's, 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 come on. So right. I don't know. Yeah, I mean, it was yeah strange. Anyway, that was cool. Fifteen musicians that these bands want you to forget from Society of Rock. Yeah, there, there was a couple there I didn't know about. Yeah, me too. So. I didn't even know that uh, uh, Black Sabbath had a keyboard player. Why? <laughs> they must, must have kept him like under the you know that like those those uh, the grates there. Yeah, you know, <laughs> he just, he's, like, he's like he's like peering through the grates and he's like, where are they? <laughs> what am I supposed to be playing? A C? <laughs> I opened up, you know, you were still talking, I know, but I opened up the uh, the segment on the uh, alphabet. Um, well, it's like at the Grammys when they start playing the music. Yeah, and, uh, I was know. playing you out. <laughs> Country Legends Alphabet. Now it's time to shut up, Doug. My, my, ooh, is that all it takes? Maybe I should just get some music. <laughs> I'll just be like, hey, man, uh, here's some music. I'll be like, oh, okay. oh, okay. I, um, I guess my segment's over. Beck Feiner, uh, Country Legends Alphabet, and the letter for today is R, yes? 
Uh, I believe it's R. If it's it was, after Q? Yes. 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 <laughs> if R is after Q, then yes, that's where we're at. So, uh, country legend uh, starts with R. Ronnie Millsap. First name starts with R. It's not Ronnie Millsap. Not Ronnie Millsap? It's female. Oh, it's female. First name starts with R. Uh, Belongs in this book, I believe. Female. Reba, Reba yes. McIntyre. Reba McIntyre. You're yeah. absolutely right. Good job. Uh, R is for Reba McIntyre. In a career spanning more than 45 years, wow. this singer, songwriter, and actress from Oklahoma has released 33 studio albums, selling more than 75 million records worldwide. With 24 number one singles, it's no wonder she's known as the Queen of Country. I didn't know she was known as the Queen of Country. But I don't know if she's the Queen of Country. I don't country. know if I would say that either. Maybe the princess. Mm. Uh, she's definitely a legend. Oh, definitely. Yeah, she no definitely doubt belongs about that. in the. And she still looks great, man. She does. Yep. I mean, she must be going to Dolly Parton's doctor. I was going to say she's paid a lot of money for it, but she does look yeah. good. Yep. So, she's got a new TV show. Does she? Yeah. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. I liked her well, sitcom. It's a, it's a, I don't know if it's a TV show or a movie. I think it's a TV show. I liked her sitcom Reba. Yeah, that was, that was a good pretty, show. That was a pretty good show. Yeah. Uh, uh, so yeah. let's so, do the Beatles. The Beatles. Let's see. R. R. Uh, can I get a, a clue? Yes, it's the second letter. No, <laughs> it's the it's the second it's the first letter of the second word of the song. Oh, it's the first letter of the second word. Yeah. Uh, nope, I got nothing. Lovely Rita. Oh, she's lovely Rita. Meter, Will they put Lovely Rita in that book? They did. I'm not sure. I would call that a legendary Beatles I don't song. Know. There's so many better ones. Really? Uh, that start with R? Yeah. Revol- well, Revol- not revolver. Revolver. But, but uh, well, see. now I can't. I, even if you, even if you, if you pulled a Beck Finer and said Eleanor Rigby, that would be a oh, better. That would have been that, way better. That would have been better than that one. Friggin' A, Beck. <laughs> What's wrong with you? <laughs> <sighs> Why do I have to get angry? I don't know. It scares me. Not directed at you. Okay, good. <laughs> it's okay. Shh. <laughs> okay. R is for Lovey Rita. From royalty to meter maids, the Beatles honor girls from all walks of life. This lively tune about a parking warden will tow your heart away. What the frick? <laughs> what? Because it's a meter maid. Tow your heart away. With its jug band bass and ragtime piano playfulness, lovely Rita, meter maid, where would I be without you? What is this? <laughs> I'm sorry. She's hit or miss sometimes. I know. Just so bad. Yep. But the picture's kind of cool. Oh, yeah? Uh, yeah. Cool. All right. So we close, the, uh, we close that, and let's do... Sometimes, Beck. Sometimes. Becky. Sometimes, Becky. Becky Finer. Uh, the O'Brien and Doug podcast is brought to you. You. By Mosher Multimedia. The listener. A freelance digital design agency specializing in all forms of graphic design. They also offer audio production, including voiceovers for commercials or narrated corporate videos, and even custom background music. I make it myself with the lemon trees. It's good. You should try it. <laughs> Sorry. This makes you want to scrub. It's it's not sexy. It's not sexy. (laughs) 
Uh, so you look at this piece. No, no. They also offer custom t-shirts, sweatshirts, hats. Get the fuck out of here! <laughs> More, <laughs> including the latest merchandise from Paul Sear Photography and O'Brien and Doug. Uh, it, it's not done yet, but visit the online oh, store. Is it, is it in? Is it in? Like no, production? It's, it's, no, it's not in production. Uh, we have to come mind. up with some designs. It's all about getting it done right the first time. MotorMultimedia.com. KMH Music, Main Street in Prescott, Maine, specializing in new and used musical equipment and repair. Drums, guitars, basses, keyboards, violins, mandolins, flutes, saxophones, trombones, you name it. <laughs> you say that every time. I wonder if people actually think that you think it's saxophones. <laughs> I don't. At this point, I don't know. Are they like, are they like, is he being funny? Or does he actually think it's pronounced saxophone? Right. Hmm. World will never know because it's not spelled. I just want to make sure you, people know that it's yeah, not it's spelled. not spelled like that. It is it's spelled saxophones, but I always say saxophones because it's an homage to Omer. Yeah, so and it's funny. Yeah, I like it. I'm just gonna keep doing it. Okay, if they want to think I'm stupid, go for it. Uh, well, they already they, they already do. <laughs> I don't think. Uh, they service and sell all school band instruments and also offer guitar lessons, piano lessons, and more. KMH Music is now the place for your favorite used vinyl records. I got some. I want to show you yes. in a second. Oh, yeah. yep. uh, add to your collection today, like you did. Mm. Well, not today. Not today. Was it today? No. No, it wasn't today. No. Visit them on Main Street in Prescott, Maine, or on Facebook.com slash King Morton's Hall. KMH Music, the H stands for happiness. The O'Brien and Doug Podcast is also brought to you by The Ridge Runner. Visit Reflections from The Ridge Runner on Facebook and by Doug's cousin, Larry! Larry! Uh, so yes, I got some new vinyl. Yes, I, got uh, I was in there to see. in uh, KMH talking to Chris the other day. Nice and you know leafing through and and uh, he's doing very well with vinyl, by the way. Good. I don't know if he's told you that he's he's had a couple of really good uh, really good weeks, really good months. Good. with vinyl, so that's good. Excellent. So what I picked up. So I have I have a lot of foreigner right albums. Uh, actually, I have <laughs> I think I have two of the same album. Because I so a lot is two. No, no, no. What I'm saying is, I have, I have like two of one album because I bought one, and then I may have forgotten that I bought it. And oh, I, I bought oh, it I've done again. that. I did I that in Chicago. Yeah. <laughs> I, I was like, I was in. I bought like I can't remember which one it was, and then I went. I was like, it was there maybe like a couple weeks later. I was like, oh man, Chicago. And then I got home. And I'm like, Hey, wait a second. Yeah. <laughs> so I told him I was going to return it. So I gave it to my sister. <laughs> I, I never did return it. So I, st I still have two of them. Yeah. But the one, there's a foreigner album I didn't have, and it's from the 80s. Um, that was uh, not a huge hit for them, but I definitely remember. Oh, I remember that album. Do you remember um, Johnny Moore? Yeah. I went over to John Johnny Moore's house one day, back in sixth grade, I think. Yeah. And he was playing this album on cassette. Yeah. Agent Provocateur. Yeah. Um, this has, um, I want to know what love is. The, yep. the big, that was big, the big, yeah. yeah. And then that was yesterday. That was a, also a good song. Do you remember that song? I don't know if I remember that song. Uh, I don't think I have it on, uh, uh I don't have it, have it in my iTunes, but, um, you'll, re you'll remember it. Oh, I probably, I really dug it, dug that song because, um, I, that's one song I remember hearing at Johnny Moore's house actually and was going, wow, this is pretty cool. Now. Foreigner, Lou Graham or Lou Reed? Lou Graham. Right. <laughs> oh yeah! 
Yeah. I love this song. That was yesterday. Ah, yes. I love this song, man. Um, they also have a song called, called Tooth and Nail, which I think was released. But I didn't have this album, so. Perfect. This was uh, an easy pickup oh, for that, me. That's, that's a no-brainer. Yep. Yeah, this, yeah. Right? Come on. Great that, song. That voice, too. Luke Graham. Put that away. Great song. Yeah, Great I'll song. see if I can fit that back in my stash over here without breaking anything. Joy. It goes in F for foreigner. Oh, I have that. Yeah, see, I didn't have this on LP. Yeah, I think because I snaked it. You what? I snaked it from you. Chris got it in, and I and I got it there, and you were like, you were like there the next day, and oh, like, is that uh, what? I ha- yeah. Yeah. Oh, this one has a scratch on it too. Ow. Not too, not too bad though. Ask him. Haven't played it yet. But this is uh, Van Halen. Um, fair warning. Which is, which is a pretty great album. Yeah, and it's. Is this the dark one? It is dark. Yeah, it's a little it's darker. It's got Mean Streets and. Uh, yeah. Um, what's? <sighs> well, uh, Unchained and I love Push Unchained. Comes to Shove. I guess it's not dark, but it's darker. Yeah, it's, it's a darker, yeah. Yeah. As far as what they were, you know, coming out with before that. Right. Yeah, it's a darker album. Um, and definitely a 70s uh, or early 80s. Was it's it? definitely early 80s. Yeah, because what's that one foot out the door? Uh, was it one foot out the door that's very... Uh, it's the it's very synth. Yeah. 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 Um, Sunday Afternoon in the Park. Was that a... a that's a that's a instrumental. Was that an answer to uh, Chicago's Saturday in the Park? Could be. <laughs> you know, that's a misunderstood love song. Right. <laughs> that was so stupid. Couldn't yeah, believe that it. Was, that was dumb. That was dumb. Uh, so, there. So, we did our sponsors, and now it's time to climb the Wall of Tunes. Okay. Let's, Are do, we- let's do this. I'm not paranoid or anything, but... Is this still recording? <laughs> yes, it is. Okay, good. Okay, good. <laughs> We're good because I keep knocking it over. Is that why you? You know, we should we should velcro it to the whatever that's sitting on. Or you know, I should uh, get a longer headphone cord. Well, that would work too. Yeah, that's that's why because that's why it keeps coming off. The yes, thing. it is. It is. Aha! All right. The so mystery you, is solved. You do the hip hop legends alphabet, and I'm going to take ah, off my jinxies. headphones. All right. All right. What are we doing? Uh, R. I can't get to the page. Oh, I can't work the page. Okay, Interesting. Oh, cool. R is for Rakeem. Real hip-hop heads say Rakeem was one of the best to ever do it. To me, he invented the flow, rap superstar Ice-T said. This legend introduced more complicated rhyming and rap, writing to rap. He and Eric B's Paid in Full has been called the best rap album of all time. Eric B and Rakeem. I don't think I've ever heard of him. Really? Yeah. Yeah, he's pretty great, man. So he uh, definitely belongs in the book. Okay. So I have uh I have an album. You sound unsure. Um uh, I don't know that I have anything from this album. Oh. In my iTunes. Oh. I mean I I because I have the album. Let's see. Uh, oh, I might have one. I do have one. 
One song? Nope, two songs. Okay. So. Man, this uh, is going to be gangbusters. I need need, need more. So I'm going to go to YouTube. Anyway, um, I have an album. So let the guessing begin. Okay. Is it (laughs) Dawkins? No, it's not. Okay. It's close, though. Is it close to Dawkins? Sort of. What do you mean, sort of docking? I don't know. Is it Sweet and Lynch? It's nope. Lynch Mob. Nope. Uh, okay. Uh, is, it, well, is it a solo artist or is it a band? It's a band. It is a band, okay. Rock band? Uh, yes. Uh, po- height of popularity? Uh, late 80s, early 90s. Late 80s, early 90s. Oh, okay. So, okay. So, uh, so it's not docking. Nope. But close to docking. Well. Same... Ish, um, like a guitar vote yes. virtuoso. Yes. And, okay. And we actually talked about them. Uh, White line. It. <laughs> yes, it is. <laughs> <laughs> Was it? Did we do it on the podcast or did you do it well, before? We were talking about. We were talking because we were talking about Frontier Records and how Mike Tramp is coming out with the songs of White Line right. with other musicians. Right. So then last week I told you that you can get. The first three White Lion albums, uh, on, Pride, uh, Big Game, and Main Attraction. On for, iTunes. On iTunes for 12 bucks. Right. Yeah. All three of them. All three of them. Together. Together. Yeah. Yes. Because so, I did that, and I was like, I, I started playing it through. Because it starts from, you know, and goes yeah. through all the... You can hear the change. Yeah. From first album, there's a there's a definite change in second. But the third album is so well done. Yeah, Main Attraction. Yeah, this is the one that I picked was Main Attraction. That is such... It, I mean, yeah. as far as production goes, it may be the best one of the three. Yeah. Uh, one of my favorite songs on there is War Song. Yes. Uh, freaking amazing. Let me let me let me pull that up because that's one of the ones I don't have. You know, I, I, it's funny that I don't have this album in my iTunes right really? now. Really? Yeah. Um, now, which one has it? Um, can't remember if it's the second one or the third one. If my mind is evil, that's that's the second, second one. Big that's game. That's the second one. It's on big game. Right. And so the other one I'm thinking of is, um, dang it, I don't know that one. Yeah, this is war song. Yeah, yeah, this is a great song. I don't know. He has a he has a thing with you know military themed songs. I don't know what it is. Yeah, but it is. But this is probably the best one. This was 91. I know. Yeah. This was right before grunge was about to take hold. Yeah. Not to change the subject. This, this had to be uh, a reaction to Desert Storm. Oh, I'm sure. What do we find? Because it had to been it had to been written in 90 if it came out in 91. Yep. yep. So not to change the subject. But have you seen, do you follow Nuno Betancourt on uh, Instagram? Or I do not. Uh, he's been teasing 
some stuff. So Extreme's got a new one coming out. Yeah. Yeah. yeah we talked about that. Yeah. Yeah. That's going to be awesome. Okay. Uh, so let me play the, the two songs that I do have okay. in my iTunes. Uh, of course, this one. Ah, this is Broken Heart. Broken Heart, yeah. This is a great song. I love how it starts well, it's, mellow it's, it's, and it then... It starts sweet and then, you know, it's like, oh, it's going to be one of those cuts of I can't believe you love me, you know. And then it just rocks. You yeah, know what I mean? Kicks butt. Yeah. That's what it does. Still, Vito Brada, man. Just, awesome. I mean, we've talked about him before, but it's just. Yeah. Just, yeah. There is life. Even after a broken heart, you can't find the pain from a broken heart. Yeah. You know what that sounds like? Uh, Since you've been gone. (laughs) Since you've been gone. (laughs) Well, it's funny you mentioned that. Since you've been gone. Since you've been gone. Rainbow? Yeah. Yeah. Well, there was... Because I mentioned um, If My Mind Is Evil. Yeah. Sounds an awful lot like Metallica's um, uh, Am I Evil? This is not on the album that we chose. No, this is on uh, Big Game. I can hear it. Yeah. It's very metallic-ish. Yeah, I can hear it. There's another song on that album. It's right before that one. Right before If My Mind Is Evil? Yeah. Uh, Nope. Before that. Let's get crazy. This no, is not that th- one. this this starts it's, with it's, the the end of all you yeah, need is rock and roll. Right. No, it's not this one. Is it? What is it, what, what does it sound like? It's 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 like you know I got my blue jeans and my work shirt and uh, I can't think of the name of it. Living on the edge. Living on the edge. Yes. This sounds like another song, but I can't place it. Doesn't that sound like something? Well, that little riff right there does, yeah. All right, now we're going to go back to this album. Oh, yes. This is the only other song I have in my iTunes. This is a good song, too. 
Oh, this is uh, Farewell to You? Nope. No. Uh, Love Don't Come Easy. Love Don't Come Easy, yeah. Yeah, good song. I just, I just can't, I can't fathom that he's going to replace these guys. I know. You know what I mean? It just, yeah. It, it bothers me. Yeah. It shouldn't, because you know. Yeah, yeah. But I love White Lion. Yeah, me too. One of my favorite memories is when Pride came out. Yep. We went. We we drove to Florida that fall. Uh huh. That's all I listened to the entire trip down. Was, was Pride? Was that album Pride? I mean, yeah. I I listened to that backwards. You know, yeah, I knew that, that album. That I'm the same way. Like uh, Lady of the Valley. Yeah. Um, I mean, that's one of my favorite songs, and it was never like a big song. No, but it's one of my favorites of all time. Yeah. Don't give up. Don't give up. Don't give up. Don't give Don't up. Uh, Tell me, I'm hungry. I, I don't mean, know. So many great songs. Like Here's something you may not know. Okay. So off this album, Main Attraction. Right. Which technically would be their fourth album because they had an album before Pride. It was like yeah, nobody, it was an independent release. I was about to say nobody yeah. knows that one. Um, this so this album came out in '91, right? Right. So this is uh, a cover of Blue Monday. Right. And it's dedication to Stevie Ray Vaughan. Right. Did you know that? Oh, it, that makes sense. Yeah. I didn't know that, but it makes sense because every he, time I listen to it, it's like it's very Stevie Stevie Ray Vaughan ish. Yeah, it's bluesy. Yeah. It's uh um. Because Steve Ray Vaughan had died in a helicopter crash the August before, right. like in, in 1990, 1990, right? yeah. yeah. Yeah, that's this. This is all Stevie. Oh yeah, yeah. So this was in dedication to. Actually, it's Blue Monday. Does it? Is there any singing on it? Is this an no, instrumental? It's, it's all instrumental. That's what I thought. Yeah. And didn't uh, the bass player James Lomenzo? Didn't he go on to play for like Megadeth or something? Did he? Yeah. No, he couldn't play. Because um, pretty... it's always been Dave Elson until just uh, recently. Then, then it's somebody like that. Hold on. Let me see. Because I know that I've seen his name somewhere before. Uh, let's see. No, he played for Megadeth. Did he really? 2006 to 2010. Oh, so it was just recently. Then. And 2021 to the to present. Oh wow, I didn't know. So that. he's back with him since since Ellison's gone. Right. Okay. Uh, I didn't know, but I didn't know he was uh, with him before. Let's that. see. From February 2006 to February 2010, Lomenzo was the bassist for Megadeth. The first Megadeth record he performed on was 2007's United Abominations. He also performed on the band's next album, Endgame. Uh, and on February 2010, it was announced that original Megadeth bassist Dave Ellefson replaced Lomenzo. Uh, August 11, 2021, it was announced that Lomenzo had returned to Megadeth as Ellefson's replacement for the tour. Uh, Ellefson had been fired from the band three months prior. Um, uh, Megadeth confirmed in 2022 
that Lomenzo was again a permanent member of the band. So he's oh. with Megadeth now. Okay, so he's there, all right? Yeah. All right. I didn't know that. Yeah. So he doesn't he doesn't seem like the Megadeth type. He doesn't. Yeah. You know. But you know, whatever. But he's a great bass player, no doubt. Yeah, and so. it's a it's a it's a gig. Yeah, oh yeah, definitely <laughs> right. a gig. Right. Yeah. So there you go. That's the uh, that's the album of the uh, of the week. Uh, White Lion's main attraction. That's a, that's a great. I mean, production wise, that's probably the best of the White Lion albums. Yeah, and I think the song. You know, I don't know. He's the, the songwriting is it gets better. Yeah, I, I and I want to see. And it matures from the first album because the first one was more like you know it's it's you know catchy. Poppy, but it's all guitar. I mean, it's, it's all, like, it was it's, all guitar, man. Yeah, you know, this one is this is probably the more mature of the three. So, I want to see all songs written by Vito Brada and Mike Tramp, all of them. Yep, yeah, yep. makes sense. Yeah, they just kept getting better. I mean, I, I, you know, if they hadn't, you know, yeah, it it is such a shame. Yeah, I mean, they were such a great band. Yep, so. I agree. Uh, so there you have it. So get out and get you some White Lion uh, if you're into three that. albums for twelve bucks on iTunes. <laughs> if you're into that kind of thing, you no, know, it is really good. I mean, it's worth it, man. It is. I'll tell you, it was really good. Yep. Because I only had because uh, I had looked in my iTunes and I was like, I only have the best of White Lion. Yeah. I don't I have the because because I've got Pride and Big Game on tape. I think I have Main Attraction on tape too. Really? Oh, I have all three on cassette. Yeah. So I was like, I yeah. have I have Pride on. Uh, I downloaded it digitally. Yeah. I used to have it on cassette. I think I still do have it on cassette somewhere. Yeah, I got it somewhere too. Um, and I had uh, Big Game on CD and Main Attraction on CD, but yeah. I also had The Greatest Hits on CD. <laughs> well, I had The Greatest Hits on CD, but I, I never had any of the three on. Yeah. I only had them on cassette. I never got yeah. them in, uh, on CD, so. But now I got my iTunes. So. Remind me to show you, I, I saved a reel on Instagram uh, from a, a page called Rerun the 80s. Okay. Um, that uh, sums up my life in the 80s, pretty much. All right. Um, because it's uh, everything from... Well, I'll just show it to you. Okay. Uh, if you should... Let's see. If you want to see it, go to uh, Rerun the 80s on Instagram. Uh, and I want to tell you if there's a, a title for it or anything. So just one second here. I want to go to my saved reels. And this one... Yeah, of course, the internet. We're in the basement, so it's not... Uh, We're in the basement of the science basement building. of the science building. Oh, there we go. Let's see. Uh, okay, so... It says, Things I miss doing in the 80s. That's the that's the tagline. What do you miss? Um, so here, Doug. I'll just hand this to you. You don't have to play the audio. Uh, because it's Christopher Cross. <laughs> the music is Christopher Cross. Okay. But just listen, just look at this. Oh, I think I've seen this. Have you? I think. Yeah, I, I have seen this. <laughs> was Zelda? Zelda yes. that, right? <laughs> <laughs> I was like, this is my life. <laughs> MTV with a Walkman. Yep. And the there's goonies, the goonies on cassette. Yep. Pizza Hut. Oh, playing Cubert. I want to walk it down. And with the walk. with the pencil and the cassette tape, did yep. you have they got I to that? Got yep. that yeah, uh, look, playing Mario Brothers. Look what look what cassette it is too. Oh, one of those uh, Viewmasters, eating cereal, watching cartoons. 
skateboarding with some bands. I didn't have that game. Oh, Garbage Pail Kids. Yeah. Wow. Quick in the old tin can where you had to yeah. use your spoon to get the thing. Oh, yeah. There it is. The pencil and the cassette. Yeah. TV guy. <laughs> had a pencil box. Oh, one of those uh, the things you wrote on and yeah. you lifted the sheet yeah. and it disappeared. Yeah. And you didn't mention the Trapper Keeper. Remember the Trapper oh, Keeper? Oh, the Trapper Keeper. Yeah. Everybody had a Trapper Keeper. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, was, I just thought that was great. I don't know why. That is that is like Ultimate 80s right here. Yep. Yeah. So, I remember a lot of that stuff too, man. So that's it. So Epis- great. Episode 139. I miss the 80s. Uh, me do too. Me, me, me do too. Me do too. <laughs> me like 80s. <laughs> me do too. Me do too. <laughs> what did we say? This was uh, uh, Dobro and Didgeridoo. <laughs> Dobro and Didgeridoo. <laughs> I'm Dobro. I'm Didgeridoo. <laughs> Well, last year, last week we were putter and binks. So. <laughs> I still like that. <laughs> I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to use that as like a, a pseudonym. What? I don't even remember what that was from. It was last week. I don't remember what it was from. We were talking about uh, Pat Benatar. That song Invincible was from the Oh, movie and it was from the movie. Le- yes. Legend of B. Uh, Did Dylan. you watch it? No, I haven't watched it. You haven't watched it yet. I haven't seen it. It's not listed anywhere. It's it not on be, Amazon I, Prime? I haven't seen it on there. Hmm. I... Maybe 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 yeah. it's not on there. I don't know. Uh, I don't know either. I was going to try and find it for you, but maybe I'll do that another time. Yeah. Um. So. Yeah. Episode one thirty nine. Done. Uh, done. Done. Um. I guess until next time. Yeah, we'll have a we'll talk about Joko's wedding. How that goes. Yeah. I'm excited. I'm gonna get smashed. Yeah. Right. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> Hulk smash. <laughs> She'll never love you like I do, Joe. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we should do that. <laughs> Shoot out. I, I think he would like literally kill us if we did that. I mean, literally, if I was have us put to death, I mean, that, I think that would just be done. You know. He would just like disown us forever. I think we should. You should do that and have Shane go oil check, oil check. <laughs> yeah, we should. <laughs> that's an inside joke too. That I don't, is a I don't very. Think we, can like, get, we can get into that one. Not really, but uh, <laughs> Joe Co knows what we're talking about. Oil check, <laughs> oil check. Bread's done. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> Oh my gosh! Uh, all right, yeah. So the, we'll have uh, we'll have complete details about uh, Josh's wedding on the next episode. Yeah, and then maybe uh, maybe we'll go back to our old stuff, you know, old stuff, old old stuff, old Yeah, maybe they'll have something on there. It'll be great. <laughs> Yay! You are didgeridoo. I am didgeridoo. <laughs> And Tinger too. And Dobro too. And Dobro too. <laughs> Didgeridoo and Dobro, Dobro too. There, there we go. That's There's it. the name. That's the name. That's the name. We got it. <laughs> Done. I love how we include everybody in the process of how we name our episodes. You know, most ep- you know, most podcasts they have actually like, oh, you know, we're talking about, you know, the uh, the week on Wall Street. Uh, you know, well, no, you know, not us. There's a lot of a lot of them do like show notes. You know, so this is what we're going to talk about. We don't do that. We don't even have show notes. No, we don't have anything. We don't have links. We don't have show notes. We have some hashtags. That's Legend of Billie Jean is on Amazon Prime. Oh, it is? Okay. Uh, wow. $2.99 to rent. 
Two ninety nine. Yeah. Man, it's so expensive. <laughs> movie gallery used to be more than that. I know, right? <laughs> <laughs> People are like, movie gallery. What's that? What's movie? What? What, what? what is this movie gallery you speak of? <laughs> All right, until next time, I'm Ryan. I'm Doug. Still. I'm, I'm Dobro. I'm Didgeridoo. Bye, everybody. Bye, 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 bye. The O'Brien and Doug Podcast is brought to you in part by MosierMultimedia.com. KMH Music in Presque Isle, Maine. The Ridge Runner in Westfield, Maine. And my cousin, Larry. Make sure to follow O'Brien and Doug on Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube. Drop your crayons and pick up your phone and email us anytime at O'BrienandDoug at gmail.com. Scribble, scribble. <laughs> it's a horsey. <laughs> I get to liking someone, they ain't around long. I notice when you get to disliking someone, they ain't around for long either.